financial independence, a life that you love, it's in your head. It's your mindset and your vision. It's in your heart. It's what you truly want and what you will do to get it. And it's in your hands. It's mastery of your relationships, your money, and your life. Building generational wealth means building a solid financial education, not necessarily institution, but we need to put this out there. When when you hear 60% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck or in debt and they can't cover 500 bucks in you know, uh, expenses, and most people didn't even know about the differences between Roth or traditional and small things or high yield savings account versus Bank of America 0.01% interest. It just mm-hmm. takes me to say one thing and it changes things. It changes people's minds and say, whoa, why didn't I know this? Inspiring you to financial independence and to a life that you love. This is the Life and Money Coach Podcast with military officer and chaplain, seasoned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and certified performance coach for leaders at all levels. Jerry St. Pierre has inspired thousands to unleash their potential, and he is here to empower you to live a purpose-filled life. This is extraordinary. Every day, it's the Life and Money Coach Podcast. And now your host, Coach Jerry St. Pierre. Hey guys, welcome back. We're going to pick up a conversation we've been having with Fire Sai. If you didn't catch last week's episode, please go back to last week and check it out. Sai walks us through his journey from being over $100,000 in debt to becoming a millionaire. And today he's going to walk us through his 10-step checklist to financial independence and retire early. So enjoy the show. So these are the 10 steps that I've been following since I I would say 20 15 towards the end of it this is when i start drafting on my fire checklist how to make it easy that's the first one was to calculate my fire number so the first one i wanted to i I had an idea i already had an idea how much money i would spend um each year so that would be my annual expenses so you got to have a baseline of your annual expenses and that's always going to go up that you know my inflation let's not count 2021 it's always been two and a half to three percent so I do yeah. annual inflation rate of about two and a half to three percent. So if I spend fifty thousand dollars this year, in twenty years it's probably going to be like you know seventy thousand or seventy five thousand. So what you do is fire number is your annual expenses multiplied by twenty five. So if you spend fifty thousand dollars a year, you need to have one point two five million. Right. So one point two five million is how much you have to have invested in your either taxable brokerage, if you're looking to retire early or in your 401k, TSP or Roth IRA so that you can take 4% out of that 1.25 million every year, that's $50,000 a year. So you do the 4% withdrawal rate with the 1.25 million invested will give you $50,000 a year, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the next step is to, because you, you need to figure out your fire number so that you have your budget Number, step number one is where you take where it takes the longest. I still go back to step one to yeah. redo my budget every single year. You know, so yeah. I I do to pay attention to my numbers and if there's any additional spending or additional expenses that we need to need to account for. And then step two uh, for people who are just getting on is 
you save your rainy day fund, just your emergency fund, but only up to your deductible. So mm. uh, rainy day fund is not a fully funded emergency fund. It's the cash that you need for anything that's necessary and unexpected. So mm. if you have a blown tire today and you got to pay 300 bucks for labor and replace a tire, that is coming out of your rainy day fund. The way I calculate it is, you know, your insurance, if you have 500 bucks uh, deductible from your car insurance, $500 from your medical deductible, and let's say another 500 bucks from your homeowner's insurance deductible or renter's insurance, then you should have at least $1,500 set, set aside in cash in a high yield savings account. And you don't touch it unless you experience something that is, uh, uh, that is unexpected and necessary. And the next step is to contribute to your retirement plan. So if you if you have the TSP, you know, if you're in the blended retirement system uh, for the TSP, you get that 5%, 100% match to your 5% contribution. So if you contribute 5%, your employer will contribute 5%. So I always recommend you do the minimum of 5% to your TSP. So you get that free money from the federal government into your TSP. Never never ever leave free money on the table especially when the government yep. gives it to you right so and uh, the next <laughs> yeah. one is uh pay off your debt so i always go with the high interest debt first uh except for mortgage so if you have credit card debts pay those off first if you have any variable interest rates so heloc will be variable interest rate most of them are mm -hmm. uh some of them are uh fixed but if you have any other payday loans uh those you know loan sharks those need to go first and then tackle the, uh, the fixed interest rate uh, debts, like personal loans or car loans or student loans. And then the next one will be, uh, so, well, before I get to step five, step four, uh, paying off debt, that's where I was for about two years. It's just paying off my debt. And mm -hmm. I spent six months on step five to max out my emergency fund. So the rule of thumb for fully funded emergency fund is if you're the sole provider in your household, then you should have at least six months of your expenses set aside in a completely separate high yield savings account, six months of your yeah. expenses. So if you spend $3,000 a month, then you should set aside 18,000. But if you're yeah. a uh, dual income household, so let's say you and your spouse both make money. And if one mm -hmm. of you loses the job and you can still survive on your spouse's income, then I recommend saving three months of your expenses. So if you spend $3,000 a month, that's $9,000 in an emergency fund. So that's the basic rule of thumb. Everybody has a different yeah. financial situation. You may be paying yeah. more on your medical expenses. That's why it's really important to go back to step one to calculate your fire number to figure out your annual expenses, uh, semi-annual expenses and monthly expenses. And mm. in 2017 was when I started maxing out my Roth IRA and HSA. I'm going to skip HSA because that's if you're, an active if you're on active duty, or if you have TRICARE, you're not going to be eligible to use the HSA. But you can, yeah. as an active duty military member, you can absolutely max out your Roth IRA. And that's the common misconception is that uh, if you have a TSP, you can contribute to your Roth IRA. That's not true at all. You can do both Roth IRA yeah. and TSP. So yeah. Roth IRA, so max it out in a step seven. Go ahead. Let's take a moment. I just want to make sure I catch this. So for folks who don't know, your 401k or your TSP, that's something that your employer, you can get through them. But the Roth IRA, that IRA stands for an individual, not business, corporation, but this is a personal 
retirement account individual that you go to like a kind of like you would go to a bank and open up a bank account. You would go to a brokerage like Vanguard or Fidelity, Charles Schwab, and you would open up a account there. And it would be a, like a retirement account that you can contribute to. So you have two separate, altogether separate retirement accounts. And so what I'm hearing you say, Sai, is max out both my individual one and my business company sponsored retirement account. Correct. But the uh, to prioritize it, though, uh, people making $50,000 a year or $60,000 a year, especially guys in, uh, enlisted, are not going to be able to max out both Roth IRA and TSP. Yeah. So I yeah. always say to prioritize back to step three is to only contribute up to the TSP up to 5% to get the match and then max out the Roth IRA up to 6500 in 2023 and then go back to TSP and contribute additional 5% or 10% or whatever uh, whatever your budget allows you to. That's and good. Then, yeah. And then move on to if, you know, if you make uh, over $100,000 a year, then you can work on max maxing out your 401k or TSP, which is up to 22500 And I always recommend saving at least 25% of your gross income towards your mm -hmm. long-term investment. So when I say long-term investment, that will be either your 401k, TSP, 43B, 457. If you're a school teacher, police officer, so it'd be 43B or 457. Uh, and Roth IRA and HSA. Those are all the, all of the, uh, the long-term investment vehicles. And, and by long-term, you're meaning like we can't, we can't access them till like 59 and a half. Is that what, like you're talking about those, right? Like you can't right. technically, you're not supposed to touch them till you're quote retired, at least 59 and a half and older. Correct. Right. Okay. So until okay. you're 59 and a half, but when it comes to long-term investments, um, people always think that 59 and a half is how long you have to wait to touch your 401k, TSP. Mm -hmm. For the Roth IRA, yes, you have to wait until you're 59 and a half. HSA, you have to wait till you're 65 to use it for any non-medical expenses. But when it comes to your employer sponsor, so if you retire from the military at the age of 55, you can actually start using your TSP. You're not gonna get penalized but you still owe taxes on just the earnings and interest. If you do a Roth TSP, so that would be, uh, you know, you, you don't have to pay any taxes or penalties on it, but that, that's the same thing with the 401k and 403b is there's the five-year rule. You know, if you start working uh, in the private sector, let's say you transition out of the military, you go into the private sector at age 50, you've had your 401k for five years, and you re retire at 55, you can actually mm. start using your 401k at the age of 55 under the rule of 55. And you don't even have to retire. You can quit your job. You can be fired. Uh, you can be let go as long as you leave your employer after the age of 55. So that is the nice thing about the TSP wow. 401k and all that stuff too. So that's the only exception. But you still owe taxes only on the earnings and interest that accrue. So if you invest, let's say $200,000 and $50,000 mm -hmm. of that is uh, earnings and interest that you earn, you got from the stock market, mm -hmm. you can take that $200,000 out, not completely, but $50,000 is how much you'll have to pay in taxes, but you don't right. pay any 10% penalty on that. Wow. That's good to know. Rule of 55. Yep. 
So, but most people in the military, they leave before, you know, the age of yeah. 55, unless you make, yeah. you know, general officer or you're in the guard yeah. or reserve. But it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty uh, applicable for people in the guard and reserve the most because they do stay in uh, yeah. with the same unit until uh, like almost 60 years old. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. And once I uh, start maxing out my retirement and when I got to step eight was to achieve 50% savings rate, I was already mm. there, but um, depending on the income, uh, you're not necessarily there right away. That is probably the most difficult step to achieve is 50%. So if you really want to retire early, uh, you know, no matter how much, you know, I, I ran my numbers and math on the spreadsheets, you've mm. got to save at least 50% to retire earlier. That's just how the math yeah. is going to work. And, and then me, you can work on generational wealth. Well, that, so let's talk about that retiring early. What what age? I know this is always up for debate. I'm sure, but when you yeah. say retire early, what age is considered early? Before 65, before 55, 45? I mean, what? Maybe what's your age? I should say. So uh, if you ask the government what their early retirement age is, it's actually be, before 62, because 62 is when you're eligible to collect. They they based on that on the Social Security, right? So. Early mm. Social Security retirement benefits is at 62. So if you leave the right. workforce be before that, then you're cons considered retiring early. In the financial independence community, um, I see a lot, most people are retiring early in their 50s. Uh, there are some yeah. people retiring in their 40s. I've seen one person retire in his 30s. I don't know how he's doing so far, but he retired with like about 1.2 million and just said, you wow. know what, I'm just going to live on this and I'll live in the middle of nowhere. But Last time I talked to him, that was like two years ago. He said he was in the process of moving to Mexico to, you know, live cheaply uh, in, yeah. in another country. Yeah. So some people choose to yeah. do that too. I, I just know yeah. one person retiring at 30, but uh, retiring early it isn't really the focus though for the FIRE movement. People yeah. on the FIRE journey are focusing more on the FI portion of it. Yeah. So financial independence, yeah. retire early. You can't retire early without achieving financial independence. And there right. are actually several stages to getting to the financial independence. You have to be financially solvent first, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you, you know, most, uh, about 90% of Americans are still dependent on debts yeah. or their yeah. parents. The first day you were born, you're, you know, you're a dependent to your parents to make sure that you're, you're fed, you're clothed and all that. Mm -hmm. So you got to get through those stages first and then you'll yeah. get to these steps and become financially ind independent, and then yeah. you can choose to retire early if you want to. Or yeah. some people just keep working with you know, whatever they want. Yeah. They choose mm -hmm. to go to work, not because they have yeah. to go to work. That's the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. the way I put it, financial independence, retirement eligible. Like if, yeah. if I wanted to kind of quit, I could. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, I still love what I do and I, I kind of really enjoy it. And not only that, it's really catapulting us to fat fire because yeah. our savings rate is, I don't know, I was shooting for 70% this year, but I dropped it to like 60 because I, I invested a lot in like going to conferences and doing things, just invest in me and my wife. Yeah. So it, it's, it's investing just different, but we're going to probably get back up to that 70 percent savings rate. Um, so, but if, you know, the beautiful thing is with financial independence, if you, if I did lose my job, if you did lose your job, well, oh, well, 
okay, we'll just take exactly. a year off and figure out what we're going to do next. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, I did that. It was in your military, prior Air Force, you get this. I'm Air Force. I'm a chaplain. You know that. Mm-hmm. But I did three years as a reservist. They let me go on active duty. I did a three-year extended active duty tour. And due to the policies that were in place, I was not allowed to continue to stay on active duty. None of us were. It was just the way mm-hmm. it went. Mm-hmm. And and I really wanted to. And uh, I ended up separating, like getting out. I didn't go back into reserves or anything. I ended up getting out altogether because mm-hmm. my heart was on active duty. And I I just, if it was, if to me, it was active duty or bust. And so I ended up like getting out, but I spent 18 months unemployed before they eventually got me back on. And, you know, we, now I'm rocking it. I just got selected for 04, by the way. So oh, I'm congrats. excited about nice. that. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I get to bring, yeah. I, but during those 18 months, I loved it. Like I would yeah. do it all over again in a heartbeat, but it was because we were at a place financially where we could do that. Yeah. And, you, you know, it just takes the, the burden off. You know, and so, so, and it, let's talk about that last part. Cause that's probably the part where I'm at right now is really trying to dial in the generational wealth thing. So yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Help, help me think well about that piece. Yeah. So, um, everybody has their own philosophy when it comes to generational wealth. Uh, some people believe yeah. in, I know there are some celebrities that you read about. Uh, we don't want to pass too much wealth, uh, onto our children or grandchildren. So, you know, they, they don't understand the hard work and stuff like that, but, to me mm-hmm. is having enough to to pass down so that they have enough, but not too much in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to give uh, to my daughter that is uh, way too much to the point where she doesn't work or, uh, you know, appreciate the work that uh, that she needs to put in into the society. And if I'm being completely honest, uh, you know, building generational wealth is one piece of it, but uh, I want to get, get into philanthropy, just mm-hmm. start donating yeah. to the community. Um, you know, there are mm-hmm. a lot of, I, my coaching business is part, uh, primarily, uh, with the veterans, uh, active duty. Yeah. 99% of my clients are all veterans, retirees and active duty. And, yeah. um, I want to broaden that a little bit because building generational wealth means building a solid, the financial education uh, not necessarily institution, but we need to put this out there. When when you hear 60% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck or in debt and they can't cover 500 bucks in you know, uh, expenses, that is, and most people didn't even know about the differences between Roth or traditional and small things or high yield savings account versus Bank of America 0.01% interest. It just mm-hmm. takes me to say one thing and that changes things. It changes people's minds and say, whoa, why didn't I, didn't I know this? You know, but back to your question about the generational wealth, it's really maybe like 5% of what I'm doing. I'm going to make sure my, you know, my daughter gets to go to college for, she gets to go to college for free because I gave her my GI bill, you know, because yeah. I used my TA yeah. to get my yeah. degree. So she has that. And if she needs a little bit to help her kick started on the, uh, uh, you know, getting an apartment or getting a car, she'll have a little bit of that. But she, again, that's not going to be too much. But you should always prioritize your retirement, your long-term retirement and your short-term spending because your retirement is forever. Your kid's mm-hmm. college is only four years. Yeah, right? that's right. You know, that's right. if you can't fund your kid's college, it's okay. 
You yeah. know, they can find yeah. financial aid. They can find, yep. you know, if they have to yep. take out a student loan, they, you just have to teach your child how to pay it off or not yep. be irresponsible with it. But yeah. your retirement, you're not going to get financial aid for your retirement. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's you're right. not going to get a student loan or student aid for your retirement. Mm -hmm. That thing yeah. is forever. So you have yeah. to always prioritize your retirement first. So then you can pass down your generational wealth. If you, you know, this house is generational wealth. You know, if I, yeah. if I die today, it goes to my, you know, to the next person and so on and yeah. so forth. You know, same thing yeah. with everything else. So yeah, it, it is true. Like if my kids have to be, our children have to be prepared to handle the amount of wealth that we spent our lives building. Hmm. And we have to be diligent about educating them to do so. And I, even today I was chewing on this just in my own mind and heart that I need to add to my trust. I, I'm thinking about this at least a line that says they must build their own $125,000 net worth in today's U S dollars in 2023, whatever. Yeah. So before they get a lump sum, in other words, you have to know what it's like to work, to build and not just have it handed to you or right. else you're going to lose it. You know, you, yeah. and it sounds kind of crass, but you know, for those of us who've, put in the work and sacrifice. We know what it takes to get it and what it takes to keep it. Oh, yeah. Not everybody, not everybody has that gift of having, if, if we just handed all a trust fund, baby, they're, they're titled, you know, I don't know if I like that title, but you know, the idea. So handing off to me, I'm in that phase right now. How do I hand this thing off? Well, and the other thing, that philanthropy piece, that is another generational piece. You know, I think I may yes. have mentioned to you a while back, you know, we've got, a scholarship fund that that we contribute to along with others, friends, biz, business partners. Um, my mortgage lender's in, my financial advisor is in, friends, realtors, you know, from across the country. And we've got like 10 grand. We're, um, my vision for that, eventually I want 100 businesses at $100 a month and 100 individuals at $50 a month. That'll yeah. put us at 180 grand. And we're putting in our chip, our piece, but everybody else and the stuff we could do with that, you know, I've got yeah. a, I've got a vision to bring folks like you in and, and like we do some, it's online for them and we just invest and pour into them with the idea if you made it into our alliance, cause we're very selective on who we bring in. We've had over a thousand applications. Um, but if you, if you get in, we're going to give you a hand up, not a handout. We're wanting to invest in you so that you would turn around and invest in others when you get through, when you get to the other side. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to get there, but that's that, like, once you've got enough to meet your needs, even before that, there should be giving the whole way through. That's just my philosophy. We've been giving even when we were, we didn't have anything. We were Compassion International. If you ever heard of that, we sponsor kids all over the world, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So that philanthropy piece, and then we're equipping your kids and that's, that's legacy leaving at that point. Like if I were to die today, I asked my wife, I said, honey, if I die, you're going to, you're going to like keep the Alliance going. Right. She goes, yes, we'll figure out how to do it. Cause I kind of do all the legwork for yeah. it, you know, Yeah. but philanthropy and teaching your kids to be able to handle what they've been handed, man, that's, that's good. I, yeah. I want to go at, even as far as reaching out to Congress to change 
to really implement this financial education in the military, yeah. in the federal oh, government, because that's really yeah. part of it. That's even generate. That's building generational yeah. wealth oh, yeah. as well. You know, it it's is. not just my family, but uh, yeah. when I we we get no CBTs for our TSP, right? But we'll do CBTs yeah. on plenty of pl plenty of other things. <laughs> I get it. You know, yeah. but yeah. you know, they just give you here's the pin. Log into your TSB. Yeah. Here you go. You know, my money was in a G yeah. fund for, God, like yeah. 11 years not knowing that it was in G fund. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's just, you know, they don't do that anymore. Right now it's in yeah. the target day retirement fund. But yeah. uh, I, I want to reach out to the people in the government to hopefully change something yeah. in yeah. the bill to implement financial education in the K-12 and as yeah. well as people in the military who just yeah. joined up. 18, yeah. 19, 20 year olds yep. and just teach them this is this yep. is how you adult. That's really yes. the biggest thing is how do I adult? You know, nobody yes. taught me that. You know, this is how yeah. you file your taxes. This is how you yeah. never spend money too much on your credit card. Or yeah. you know, if you do Roth, then this is the consequence. If you do traditional, this is how much you save on taxes, that kind of thing. You know, just yeah. small little pieces. It's one step at a time. So I, I really want to yeah. ex extend like, I know it sounds like, man, you're going from just a small, you know, Vegas guy, YouTuber, you want to go that far. I do. Go you for know? it. Like, yeah, I can't, go for I can't it. change things if this message isn't spread. Like, yeah. you know, it's a, uh, I'm not, again, I'm not selling courses. All of my stuff is free. People can do the yeah. DIY and figure out how much they need to, yeah. you know, build their wealth. And I have a private client uh, program that, if they yeah. want more work, individual work, then they can do, uh, they can reach out yeah. to me. But the yeah. biggest thing is there are just, there's so many resources out there, but people just don't know about it. And yeah. you know, I'm trying to figure out how to spread that message, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah. that's something that, you, you know, I'm sure this podcast can help out is to let yeah. people know that the yeah. financial education should be free. And there are a lot yeah. of free resources out there, not just me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just, be careful with what people say about, oh, if you invest in this, you could get a thousand yeah. percent return, that kind of thing. You yeah. know, like, and yeah. people say, real, quick. yeah, exactly. Real estate hacks and uh, you get Airbnb this much money, but yeah. uh, do you understand the hard work that you got to put in? I'm sure you know, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, Cy, you've been great. I knew this would be, you, you brought so much value. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, they can find me on YouTube at Fireside Chat. So Fire, F-I-R-E, and then Psy, P-S-Y, and Chat, C-H-A-T. So, and yeah. you can always uh, go to my website at FiresideChat.com, or you can just get your resources at FiresideChat.com slash resources to get all the free spreadsheets, calculations, TSP calculator, net worth calculator, everything is in there. Thanks, brother. Well, this yeah. has been a great episode. Thank you so much. And until next time, inspiring you to financial independence and to a life that you love, this is the Life and Money Coach Podcast. Loved this episode of the Life and Money Coach Podcast? Head over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Visit lifeandmoneycoachpodcast.com to join the community. Thank you. The Life and Money Coach podcast and related websites are the personal views of Jerry St. Pierre. 
The content in this show are not those of the United States Air Force, Department of Defense, or U.S. government. Content expressed are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon any information or content found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.